Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Pastor Dave Ripper coming to you from Crossway Christian Church in Nashua, New Hampshire. I'm excited for you to join for our first ever episode of this new podcast. The name and idea for Getting Heaven in the People comes from a quote from Dallas Willard's masterful work on spiritual formation, renovation of the heart. He writes, a fundamental mistake of the conservative side of the American church today in much of the Western church is that it takes as its basic goal to get as many people as possible ready to die and go to heaven. It aims to get people into heaven rather than to get heaven into people. This rings a little too painfully true, doesn't it? When we think of Jesus' great commission in Matthew 28, Jesus says, go and make disciples of every nation. He doesn't say make converts. He doesn't say make people who ascribe to a few certain theological statements, although both of those things are essential. He says make disciples or students of Jesus, apprentices of Jesus, people who are learning to live their lives after the pattern, the way, and the overall style of life that Jesus chose for himself. We can't stop at simply believing in Jesus as our Savior. We must enlist Him as our teacher. Everyone is being taught to live by somebody how to live, right? Who better to teach us to live, to really live, than the greatest person who ever lived, Jesus of Nazareth? Willard goes on to unpack this concept even a little bit more deeply. He says the great omission and the great commission is teaching people to do everything I have said. Now for us pastor-teacher types, our job is not to teach people just what Jesus said, but to teach people to do what Jesus said. In fact, to do everything Jesus said, to put his words, his way of life into practice. Twelve years ago, while I was finishing my first year at Denver Seminary, my wife Erin and I had the privilege of a lifetime to take a course with Dallas Willard in the shadow of the Rocky Mountains in Colorado Springs. I can remember exactly where I was sitting when Dallas shared these words that absolutely revolutionized the way I relate to God and live out my faith. He said, if you want to do everything Jesus said to do, and that's a choice you should make, Don't try to do everything Jesus said, but become the kind of person who easily and routinely would do everything Jesus said. That got me thinking, dreaming, imagining. What kind of person would I be if I did all that Jesus said? How would I need to arrange my life with that kind of life? Wouldn't it be the best way I could possibly live? 
Well, the vision of this possibility, perhaps more than anything else, has helped me to grow spiritually into Christ-likeness, although I still have a long ways to go. My wife will sure tell you. But this has made me long to be a part of a church where discipleship, where apprenticeship to Jesus, as Willard would call it, was central. My hope and prayer is that every church wouldn't just focus on getting people into heaven, but getting heaven into people, because I am convinced, as Willard was, that if heaven got into the church, more and more people would get into heaven. Now, after two years of pandemic life at the time of this recording, our ch- local churches have just been profoundly disrupted by COVID, by political turmoil, by racial tension. COVID, politics, race, or abbreviated as CPR, as I've recently heard Pastor Rich Velotis describe the moment. But after two years of such disruption, perhaps this is an opportunity for our churches to not merely bounce back to how things were pre-pandemic, but to bounce ahead, forward, by rethinking how we follow Jesus, by recasting a vision for what success should look like in local churches beyond the attendance metrics that are all too often driven by what one of my professors, Gary Moon, calls the egoic operating system. What if that was all to change? So this podcast is one small way. I believe the Lord is leading me and our church to take, to help this vision to get caught by the people in our community, among many of the friends that we have here in New England. But it's a vision we hope that others will catch of getting heaven in the people, no matter what communities they belong to, no matter where they are, or where you may be listening right now. So to get things started, today is the first of 40 short podcasts, roughly 10 or so minutes or less, that will align with the 40 days of the season of Lent leading up to Easter, not including Sundays. You don't need to listen to these podcasts during Lent, and maybe after they're all released, you may want to start listening a day at a time or a week at a time at a pace and season where you feel ready to dive deeply into this process of spiritual transformation or what we're describing as getting heaven into people. As an overarching framework to these episodes, we're going to be inviting you to experience greater spiritual freedom over the next 40 days. It's going to involve deep renovation of our hearts, our heads, and our hands, In other words, who we are, how we think about God and his world, and what we do, how we serve him. Think of this sequence, perhaps, in terms of Romans 12, 2, which says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The reason we have spiritual unfreedom It's because we have been squeezed into the mold and its pattern. But we need to be transformed. That's what Willard calls renovation of the heart. Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That's the change in our heads, our thinking, what we believe about God, how we relate to him. I love how A.W. Tozer said it when he proclaimed, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. So we'll spend some of these episodes rethinking how we think about God. And as we are transformed by the renewing of our minds, we can discern the will of God. And discerning God's will is not for the purpose of merely knowing what God would want us to know, but doing what God wants us to do. 
In episode two, we're going to explore more fully where you might need to experience freedom from something in your life, whether that's a negative habit or sin or some nagging narrative from your past that distorts your sense of identity and your contentment here presently. So we need to be spiritually freed from things, but we also need to be spiritually freed for the life with God that we were made for now and eternally heaven now. But as we wrap up today, let me ask you, can you imagine how church might be different if we weren't concentrated simply on getting people into heaven, but getting heaven in the people? What if we didn't just call people to make Jesus their savior, but enlisted him to be our teacher for living in his school of life as well? What if we didn't just try to do all that Jesus said to do, but decided to be his disciples, his apprentices, arranging our lives in such a way that we might more easily, lightly, routinely do all that Jesus said? That could change the church. That could change the world. And Willard was convinced, there's not a problem in the world discipleship to Jesus cannot solve. So if you're tracking with where we're headed, I'd encourage you to share this episode with someone, perhaps write a little review of it so other people can help discover it. But until next time, let me leave you with Dallas Willard's prayer for you. My prayer for you is that you would have a rich life of joy and power, abundant and supernatural results, with a constant, clear vision of never-ending life in God's world before you, and of the everlasting significance of your work day by day, a radiant life and death.